Welcome to Little Detours with Regina Brett, where in 10 minutes or less, you get tips, tools, and takeaways to help you love yourself, your life, and everyone in it. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Regina Brett. Whenever the flight attendant gives me the standard safety lecture, no one pays attention, but I stop whatever I'm doing and make myself watch. It's a welcome reminder to take better care of myself. I savor the part where the attendant holds up the oxygen mask and tells everyone, If you have small children traveling with you, be sure to secure your oxygen mask before assisting others. How often do you get permission to put yourself first? Traveling parents aren't the only ones who need to heed that advice. Too many of us, especially women, are guilty of neglecting ourselves. We're raised to put our spouse, children, neighbors, and strangers and jobs first. I once interviewed a psychologist from the Cleveland Clinic for a radio show about stress. The late Dr. Michael McKee said something I've never forgotten. Don't have a double standard for you. You need to treat yourself as well as you treat everyone else. That lesson hit hard one day when I planned to go to yoga class and I finally penciled it in on my calendar. I hadn't been to a class in months and made sure I kept the evening free for me. Two hours before class, a dear friend called and needed a babysitter. Could I watch her son that evening? Sure, I said and cancel my yoga plans. Why did she need me to babysit? She wanted to go to yoga. Ah! I got screwed out of going to yoga and I did it to myself, all by myself. I did have a wonderful time visiting with her child, but I didn't stop and consult me before I gave my time away. I do it all the time. So do most women I know. Years ago, the American College of Cardiology in Atlanta came out with a powerful report that said women are at a higher risk of death from heart attacks than men because they delay getting to the hospital for treatment. Women typically take an hour longer than men to get to a hospital once they experience symptoms of a heart attack. That may surprise doctors and researchers, but it's no surprise to women. When a guy gets chest pains, he calls 911 and heads for the hospital. What does a woman do? She decides the pain might indicate something serious, so she bakes lasagna, meatloaf, and a tuna casserole to feed the entire family for the week she'll be in the cardiac care unit. When she opens the fridge to put the meals away, she can't stand looking at the green cheese and fuzzy leftovers, so she tosses them out and cleans the shelves. She packs everyone's lunches before packing for the hospital and stops at the bathroom to collect her toothbrush and then pauses to scour the sink, tub, and toilet. She figures her family will run out of underwear in a day, so she throws in a load of whites and folds the clothes from the dryer. She leaves for the hospital once everyone has eaten done their homework, and finished their chores. Oh, and on the way to the hospital, she drops her daughter off at soccer, returns the overdue library books, and signs up to help with the preschool reading program. By the time she gets to the emergency room, she has a near-death experience. But instead of her own life flashing before her eyes, her children's and husband's lives zoom by. Women have always ignored their pain and minimized their needs. We constantly keep a double standard for ourselves. We put ourselves last. We rarely treat anyone else as lousy as we treat ourselves. How do we change? How do we put the oxygen mask on ourselves first? Give yourself permission to do so. Consider this your official permission slip to take better care of yourself. The care and feeding of you is up to you and no one else. Dr. McPhee shared these solutions to try. These are some takeaways from our conversation. One, take care of yourself. Don't have a double standard. Don't respect your commitments to yourself less 
than you do your commitments to others. Don't give yourself away so there's nothing left of you for you. And don't pencil in time for you. Put it in ink. Two, take five. Stop and take five minutes to get calm, centered, and clear. Before picking up the kids after work or stopping at the store, sit in the car and be still. Reboot. You'll make better decisions and discover you really aren't the axis on which the world spins. What a relief. Three, take six breaths a minute. I suck at breathing. Dr. McPhee suggested just taking six breaths every minute. Inhale for five seconds, then spend five seconds exhaling. Try it. It's amazing. Four, take it back. Don't hand the remote control of your emotions to others. No more blaming. That guy is driving me nuts. My boss is giving me an ulcer. The kids are giving me a migraine. Take back the remote and keep pressing calm. You can't control what others do, but you can control your emotional reaction to them. Five, take a breather all through the day. Pick cues for practicing your new breathing. Like when you're stopped at a light or get an email from your boss or have to wait in line at the store. Take one or two 10-second abdominal breaths and say to yourself, all is well. All is well. All is well. Six, take a pleasure cruise. Every week, set aside one hour for you. Make it your own personal pleasure cruise. Take an hour of beauty. Go to the art museum, a jewelry gallery, or visit a flower shop. Take an hour of calm and listen to your favorite music. Read your favorite poet. Use your favorite bubble bath. Take an hour of nature and soak up the sun, the sound of the rain, the glimmer of stars. If you can't do 60 minutes straight, give yourself three 20-minute gifts of pleasure. Eight, take a blessing inventory. When you're stuck in rush hour traffic, look around, make a quick gratitude check. The car next to you is held together by duct tape. Ah, be grateful for your car. The car in front of you has three screaming children. Home. Be grateful for the silence in your car. Nine, take the short view. See life as a series of sprints, not one long, endless marathon with no end in sight. In between the series of jaunts, rest and renew. And ten, when in doubt, just pause and breathe. Some friends of mine in recovery remind me to pause, pray, proceed. Aristotle separated the world into thinking, feeling, and doing. Dr. McPhee said to manage stress well, one has to change in each one of those domains. My favorite Aristotle quote is this, we are what we repeatedly do. So try to make it a habit to love yourself as much as you do everyone else. Put the oxygen mask on yourself first and everyone around you will breathe a little easier too. Thanks for listening to Little Detours with Regina Brett. I'm grateful you joined me and hope you keep coming back. You can subscribe to Little Detours with Regina Brett at Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. And while you're there, please give me a rating and a review so I can reach even more people. If you want more inspiration, head to my website, reginabrett.com. While you're there, sign up for weekly inspiration for all of life's little detours. Thanks again for listening. Now go make something possible.